Good morning and good afternoon, depending on wherever you at the time this recording. This is episode 40 of the Restricted Zone podcast. And I'm with my fellow co-hosts today. We got the full squad here. I mean, Kyrie, introduce yourself, man. Yo, yo, what's going on with you guys? Big facts. Ramar, introduce yourself, man. What's up? What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me, Kyle. For real. Chris, introduce yourself, man. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Uh Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Lodge, introduce yourself, man. Yo, what's good, everybody? Yes, sir. And Greg, introduce yourself, man. My man recently graduated. Let's how y'all go. doing? How y'all doing? Hope, uh, good to see you guys, everyone again. Definitely, man. It's definitely a pleasure for all you guys to come in here. So it's going to be strictly basketball, all NBA. Uh, last episode, we did football. We, talk, we covered the NFL draft prospects in the first round. So definitely give that a check out. Tune in today, at least some comments and, you know, and everything above. But like I said, strictly basketballs, basketball in this. The playoffs is starting the first round. All the matches are really interesting. But we're going to dive in between some players made their debut. Some of them have never made the playoffs. Devin Booker, for instance, you know, that'll be this is the first time going around. You got Julius Randle finally making the playoffs. And, you know, and then Trey Young. So we're going to have a, basically a discussion and opinion on basically who we feel had their best playoff debut so far and why. So this is going to be a lot of different answers to this one, but it's going to be all exciting, and I'm really excited for this. So I want to start off with Kyrie first. So which player, in your opinion, had their best playoff debut so far? Who Who's have you met? Man, he, this is his first time in the playoffs, and he's excelling this well. Like who, who's so, the, start so the start off, with actually one of the guys that you had mentioned, which is Devin Booker. He put up 34, 7, and 8. And he just – the whole Suns team, like as a as a whole, they just had that energy starting off the game where they were just they were just flat out hundred in the Lakers. You could see it all game long. LeBron and AD weren't locked in whatsoever. But um, to follow that up, another guy that really impressed me in this in his uh in his first playoff debut was uh was DeAndre Ayton, who outplayed uh, Anthony Davis in that game. Actually, he put up twenty one and sixteen, only missed one shot. So uh, and. It's crazy because sometimes I even forget that DeAndre Ayton was the number one pick, being that he was in the same draft with Luka Doncic and Trey Young. No, so I'm happy. I'm happy he uh, he's working out better with the Suns so far since they uh, since they have got Chris Paul. They took a it took a while for him to get adjusted as far as like in the offense, but even on the defensive side and the re- and the rebounder aspect, he was really on his game. So I, I was happy for him for that. Okay, so just so so just strictly the Suns overall definitely caught your attention. I can't disagree with it. I like it. I mean, Chris, talk to me. So, which which players caught you by surprise about how well they did in their playoff debut so far? So, I agree with um Kyrie about the Devin Booker one, and I would say him if it wasn't for what Trey Young did in Game One. Ooh, and honestly, what he did in Game Two as well. I mean, even though they lost Game Two, you you could tell like every time Atlanta really needed him, he he was delivering almost every time. He was the one always always silencing the crowd, always going back at the Knicks players. Every time Knicks going to run, it was training that would stop the run or going to run of his own. He controlled the pace of the, of the entire game. And at the end, at the end of game one, we saw what he did. He took he took over that entire game. And just as somebody who's was third year in the league, first time in the playoffs, and the atmosphere like the Garden, one of the most iconic courts ever in the world, anywhere in this in this on God's green earth, he did that for his first time. That's pretty that's major. Guy, that's that's pretty major. 
Hey, got to give him props. I mean, Trey Young is definitely, you know, he's making the Hawks look real proud right now, you know, trading up to get that fifth pick and drafting them. You know, a lot of people are debating, well, they should have stuck with Luka. Trey Young is showing them, hey, you know, hey, I'm this nice too. Hold up. Can I ask something else, though, real quick? I don't know if y'all been paying attention. I'm really disappointed in John Collins right now. Yo, he leaving, bro. I think I think it's dead. So the, the last game, he, he really didn't get no burn because he got in foul trouble bad. Well, I'm, I know, but and he didn't really do nothing to game one either. Like, I'm really disappointed in this man. Like, then he then he get a max contract too, or or am I tripping? No, he was trying to work it down. He wants oh, oh, he want. Oh yeah, well yeah. Okay, so we could throw that out the window. Yeah, yeah. He not getting that. No, it's not even that. He's just not staying there no more. I think it's dead. It's over for him, huh? But right. it, I think that kind of shows to the emergence of Clint Capella for real, for real, because he's been their be- he's been one of the best big men in the league all season, and has gone really under the radar. And a lot of people like, he's second in the league in block, these the leagues in rebounds. Like that, that's one of the main reasons why I didn't want to play them. I, 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 I've seen how much of a force he was all season. A lot of people doubted, you know, they felt like he was too, you know, his playing style was kind of outdated for, you know, what the NBA and the and the fives are able to do now. And he's actually been able to, you know, play pretty well. So, you know, listen, the Hawks and Knicks, definitely, I think, in my opinion, the best first-round matchup is definitely competitive. Easily but, by far. Easily the best matchup in the first round. Easily by far, in my opinion. Jamar, I know your team is the Nets, but you don't got no guys that's starting there yet. But I want to know. Tell me which young player or which player who started their playoff debut so far impressed you. I can't disagree with Chris, mm. but listen, man, DeAndre Ayton, twenty-one and sixteen. What? And the and the Lakers. Wait, Andre Drummond <laughs> and Anthony Davis, and he had twenty-one and sixteen off of one missed shot, and Wait. this is the. They're the defending champs. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, and and, there's, and they are the defending champs. Like, just like Kyrie said, he outplayed Anthony Davis, and he outplayed Andre Drummond. So, I mean, I, I, I got to give it to him. Like, I can't disagree with what Chris said, but I, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of bigs that don't do it. That's Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis. I mean, so how bad does that make Andre Drummond look that he's getting outplayed by – this is DeAndre Ayton's third year in the league. How bad does it make him look? Because everyone has so much high expectations for Andre Drummond. Double-double machine, easily. I mean, if you look at the second game, things change. If you, I mean. Yeah, he came alive in the second game. But, I mean, as far as Andre Drummond as a whole, I'm glad the Nets didn't get him because he's not what he – he's not, not showing the – what he had when he was cavalier. That's what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, I, so, I like, feel like today, isn't this Andre Drummond? Wasn't this his first playoff debut too? I don't think he was on a playoff team before, or did he go before really? the Pistons? Um, no. Oh, that's his. That's Andre Drummond's first playoff debut. No, he made it. I can't remember if it was with the no, Pistons. No, he made it with the Pistons. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. I Stanley Johnson was guarding LeBron yep. that one. Yep, yep. He did. He did. Yeah, he played. He played with the Pistons. He got swept by the uh, by the Cavs. Yeah. Oh, well, this is real competitive Listen, first playoff like debut. They got swept. <laughs> yeah, this all right. This is this is first like competitive playoff debut. That. Mm. So I, I'll probably attribute it to that. You probably oh. shaking at his boots a little bit. Well, I mean, well, I'm sure no one here is going to choose him after that performance. Well, we we could put that to the side. I'll be Lodge. 
talk to me, man. Which player had you shook, especially for the first debut? What took you by surprise? Talk to me, man. So, so unfortunately, I'm gonna have to agree with Chris about Trey Young, and it's just for the simple fact that one, his past, his first two seasons of, of his career, he was basically kind of criticized off his shot selection and his overtaking of his, of his three point shots. And his, his turnover, his, his turnovers are really bad. But honestly, if you, and it's, I had told Kyrie this earlier. We well, actually, I know we had posted on the episode before. I had said this before our, our preseason prediction. I had the Hawks being a top five seed. Mind you, I didn't even have my own team making the playoffs because I didn't think this was going to happen. Hey. But I was I was contributing that to Trey Young because I felt like he was going to improve. But the way he improved was he's way more efficient. One, I don't even think he's taken over 20 shots yet. And in, in uh no, matter of fact, he has. Nah, not, think- not over 20. Not over 25, though. Usually he's spraying, but now he's picking his shots right. He's taking to the cup right. He's getting his uh, people involved. Bogdanovich went crazy first half, and I, that kind of attends to Trey Young's attention. Snapping. He was. Yo, he was wilding. Yo, I don't I, – I, yo, he was wild. Yo, he, I, was, I was about to start crying, bro. I ain't even going to lie. I thought it was over. I thought it was over. Did you guys – But, yeah, I'm – no, nah, for real. I to give it to Trey Young. No, it was getting bad, yo. It was getting real bad. Hey, but listen, you guys, you guys came back from that fifteen point deficit. Listen, that you guys gonna fight. One thing about the Knicks, they're gonna fight. So, I, I never really doubted you. But now for for debut playoff uh, performances, I do want to highlight Julius Randle's flop. Woo! Dude, you it ran. was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. I didn't want to mention it. Thank you for mentioning it for me. I didn't want to mention game, it. In, in the second game, his first half was bad too. Right. He, his, save, he, his second, his second half saved him. Like it's yo by, by the scale of his behind, up. bro. It saved him. I'm telling he you, he got stuff up. He All does, right. and I think I think it got to him. Honestly, for real, for real, I, I think it finally got to him. But yeah. I, I kind of understand though. But no, Man, I'm a, not right now. Say, I'm going to bail you out every night. I mean, listen. Oh, uh, the way he plays now, bro, you can't say that. The way he plays now, bro, you can't say that. Huh? The way he plays now, I don't think you can say that, bro. Yeah, Derrick Rose could. No doubt my son, Derrick Rose. As far as Derrick Rose, though, I feel like if he takes the starting spot from Alfred Payton next game, which I'm expecting, we really got to, like, throw Emmanuel quickly more to the – into the rotation to kind of ease yes. up that wear and tear on him because if we're gonna really rely on him, I need to see a couple knee braces, <laughs> stretching before the game, all that. I don't got. Bro, we we, we should even have to take the precautionary measures, bro. We just gotta make sure he he's getting his time on the bench, like to to, to re, like to recuperate and just to no, make sure like he's healthy. Coaching though, look who's coaching. Look who's coaching. Hey, Tom Thibodeau's coaching. You know, over-exhaustion his players, man. So yeah, yeah, we in playoff time, and he ain't got time. So, yeah, he don't man. got time to play, you know, babysitter here. He, he well, we don't got time for no touring issues either. <laughs> we don't. I'm sorry. All right, wait. Okay, Greg, we finally get to you, man. Talk to me. Which player's first playoff debut had you shook and it was like, man, this guy, he's doing better than what I expected. Talk to me, Greg. Uh, I just – um. I mean, I don't know if we consider the play the play in the playoffs. I don't really think it's technically considered that. So I'm just gonna go with John Morant. I just think Ja's been uh I think he's just been everything that's been advertising more. I mean, um you go back to like last year in terms of like, you know, they kinda got they went out in the first game or the play in against uh the Trailblazers. 
to this season, like the way he battled uh, against uh, Steph Curry going uh, going like shot for shot, taking over that the, to go get them into the playoffs. And then like last night he put up 47. I'm saying, like, even though they lost, like, he was just battling all night. Like, he got he got swatted by Gobert. Um, I think, um, and he just came back. And he still wasn't like afraid to like attack him at the rim. He finished with 47. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, I just, I knew John Moran was nice. I knew he was nice, but I didn't know he was 47, <laughs> 47 nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh. And uh, I don't know. Like, I just think um, he's just really – he's just a solid scorer. I think he just broke the record for have the most points scored in a playoff game under the age of 21 or younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think LeBron James, the only other people to have that rec- – to, to score 40, to be 21 or younger is LeBron James, uh, Magic Johnson, Chris's favorite player, Tracy McGrady. Team and and uh, I think – <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I'm trying to think of the other and Luca, so um, that's pretty good company to keep. So he just been I don't know. I know they lost, but like I just I just been really impressed by how he's been playing over the over the last month to put his team in the position that they're in right now. Wait, Greg. So I want to ask you. So where do you view John Morant on the point guard? Like, because the point guard list is definitely one of the most difficult positions. Yeah. Where do you put John Morant so far in the list? You you believe like it's it's like I don't really watch a ton of Memphis Grizzlies basketball if I'm getting straight up. Okay. Um like on a regular season. So like I mean he's easily top fifteen and I think within the next year, I, if not top ten already, I like I said, I just don't watch enough of him. Um but um I know like I think the only thing that he's missing is like more of a consistent like three point shot. Um, but besides that, I think honestly, I don't think I mean he's dominating right now, even without one. So um I would say probably like he's easily top fifteen and then it's debatable for him to be top ten. All right, top fifteen. That that, that sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so we move on to the next topic. So, you know, it's a lot of it was, there was a lot of injuries during the season. Some of the injuries carried over to the playoffs, unfortunately. And two teams that suffered big blows. They lost two young stars. The Boston Celtics, they lost Jalen Brown. And the Denver Nuggets losing Jamal Murray. And a lot of people thought, particularly I thought for the Nuggets losing Jamal Murray, they would really be in a difficult position to even try and scrap for each win. But, you know, Damian Lillard was cooking. He was on – he was like a point god. Jokic and the whole team. Aaron Gordon was guarding them, so that was what made, made the big difference. And they were still able to come out with the win. But – Obviously, you know, how many times they'll be able to let Damian Lillard go off like that and still be able to get the W is going to be tough. So so what do you guys think? So what do you guys think it means for, you know, the Boston Celtics losing Jalen Brown for the Nuggets losing Jamal Murray? And what do you think which team has more to lose? Is it the Celtics who are going to struggle more or do you believe it's the Denver Nuggets? I want to let Chris handle that one first. Um. I mean, I'm going to go with Denver because I felt like even with Jalen Brown and Jason Tim, they weren't going to get out of the first round. Because okay. so, And I'm saying Denver because, I mean, I saw, I saw Jamal Murray did last in the playoffs. And there were games where it, where it took Jokic like a little bit – a little long to get going in the game. And while that was happening, Michael Porter Jr. wasn't doing what he was doing this year last year. So they need somebody that could just take over. And Jamal Murray was taking over. So there's definitely a bigger loss to them, not in the sense of the first round, because I think they, 
I think even though it's gonna be like a good series, I think they're gonna beat the Blazers in like six or seven, but it's gonna hurt them and when they get deeper in the playoffs, where they're gonna actually need a point guard like Jamal Murray that can score, that can create his own shot. Cause they can't always run the offense through um Jokic with the line they had, because Michael Porter's not gonna create his own shot. So I think in the long run, it's gonna hurt the Nuggets. But I mean it's hurting both teams right now. All right, you know, I, 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 so when you pointed out the Celtics really don't stand a chance and even overcoming the first round, I, I was able, I kind of understood why the Nuggets definitely were the team that had, you know, that's going to suffer a lot more. I mean, Kyrie, like, what do you think between the Celtics and Nuggets? Who do you think between losing their star young players is going to suffer more in the playoffs? Um, so at first, I really did think it was Jalen Brown, just for the simple fact that the, the, the Celtics were in the play-in tournament. So I feel like going in, going to the playing tournament against the Wizards with somebody like Russell Westbrook, who's been on a tear the last month going into the season, and um, Bradley Beal coming back from injury, and these guys are highly motivated now. I've really seen that as being like a real hurt piece for them not having Jalen Brown to, to kind of help Jason Tatum. But Jason Tatum ended up dropping, I think, what, 50 points? And, and, and bringing them into the win and, and getting them into the playoffs. But I, I definitely got to agree with Chris, like as far as long-term uh, – if the Nuggets do pull this series out, they're going to go up against either the Suns or the Lakers, which is not like that's not the best bet for them, especially with Jamal Murray being out. Sure, they compensated well for it to, like in the regular season because Yoke has really stepped his game up in the addition of Eric Gordon has been really, really solid for them. Then you got guys like uh, Campazzo and Will Barton stepping up. So they, they've really just been playing well as a cohesive unit. But uh, I think just not having that extra score punch against a team like the Lakers that can really – use their defense to run it up on offense like like and really control the tempo of the game, which they did to them in the conference finals last year. Or going up against the Suns as a high scoring team that takes a lot of threes and you kind of need Jamal Murray to match that. So I think I think long term they're gonna hurt a little bit more than the Celtics are since like like Chris already said, they they're pretty much done right now. They're down too well I think it's gonna be a sweep, maybe gentleman sweep. Gentleman sweep. Okay. I mean Mar Kyrie said gentleman sweep. Are you feeling the same sentiment? Do you feel like, you know, is is that serious for the for the Celtics? I mean, I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna have to go with the um I'm gonna have to say it's gonna it's hurting the Celtics. Because I'm not gonna say like they're absolutely right in the long run. The Nuggets are gonna they can like, you know, move on, play like the Lakers of the Suns. But I'm not gonna say the Celtics are gonna win. But as we can see in game one, with where the Nets weren't having a good game at all. Nobody was really on. It was just Kevin Durant. And um they could have snuck that game in. They could they could have got that game won if they had Jalen Brown. Because when you add in Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker is not the number two option anymore. He can fall back and be the number three and give you like a little 15 points. That's gonna count, but you're also gonna have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's 25 to 30. So I think so yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Celtics just because that was definitely some fair points, you know. That definitely opened up my little perspective on, you know, because my bad, not to cut you off, but I know Greg talks about Paul George in the playoffs a lot, but James Harden is way worse. So if you want to talk about somebody, and I rock with James Harden, but mm-hmm. he is like just terrible in the playoffs. And if Kyrie's having one of them nights where he's off and Harden, you know, it's just hard in the playoffs. And then there's only Kevin Durant, you know. I'm not saying they win, but, you know, you can push it for five, 
for six. You feel me? You can make a run at it. So, I mean, it's just, I feel like the Celtics, if they had Jalen Brown, it'd be a different story. The Nuggets, I mean, I feel like the same outcome would happen if they still had Jamal Murray, except going into the second round. So, I'm going to just have to go with the Celtics. No, that's, yeah, you definitely opened up my eye a little bit more. I mean, why? So, hearing, you know, Mars on, you know, perspective on it, do you feel like the Celtics are, are definitely the one that are more, you know, in danger? They're definitely going to suffer more in the playoffs than, than the Nuggets? Or do you feel otherwise? So, I, I, I do definitely understand where Mars is coming from, but I'm going to have to disagree with him strictly because the situation the Western Conference is in, the Western Conference is in this postseason. Um, considering Donovan Mitchell ain't coming in a little handled on, he's looking great though so far. You got honestly, I kind of still had them favored to beat LA if they matched up, as in the Clippers. So I feel like, as in Denver with Jamal Murray healthy, they were probably the second best team in the West, and they had a, a solid chance against beating the Lakers. But I don't, I don't. At the end of the day, I still don't think they would win. They win that, but I still like feel like for them to have a successful postseason and like a a successful season in general, like Jamal Murray there would have been kind of key, key to that. But well, I mean, so okay, so so let's so let's say Jamal Murray. So how do you think he does well in terms of guarding, you know, Dame Dollars? Like how do you think it, you think Dame Dollars still has that hot hot game he had in game of two? Absolutely. And you you still mm, think yeah. he would possibly mm, come through right back. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The reason for Jamal Murray isn't to to just stop Dame Dame Lillard to score, bro. It's it's, it's the it's the match. It's the match. Okay. Yeah, it's to join the score exactly. with him. Like, all right. hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Listen, Greg. I mean, listen. So, who you feel has more to lose, whether it's the Celtics or the Nuggets, instead of losing their star young player? Uh. No, I think I, I, I agree with everything that's been said. I think uh, in terms of, um, you know, I think the Celtics would have gotten, would have, I personally think the Celtics would have taken game one if um, if Jalen Brown was playing um, based off of the trajectory of how everything was going. Um, and I think like, you know, you like losing a, uh, a 20 like a 20 plus score per game like um like that like the offense started to stagnate a little bit to, uh once the uh, net started to catch up um and that's where you like what you need like you know having to having Jalen Brown would have been helpful um I don't know what Jalen Brown could have done in game two though uh, but um I think yeah Jamal Moore just in the long term in terms of I think we it's in terms of this season seeing the trajectory of both teams like the Nuggets, I'm not gonna say they look unbeatable, but when they added Aaron Gordon to play alongside Jokic and Murray, like those first couple of games together, I just like they just the offense just looked so the offense just looked so fluid, and you just it just really just made you think like what like with this addition, like how is it gonna become playoff time? Like it's not unfathomable to think that they could potentially make a run and get to the Western Conference Finals, you know what I'm saying? And if they're clicking on all cylinders, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'll, regardless of whether they, they, they make it to, to the finals or not, they're going to be a tough out for anybody. Um, you wasn't really thinking about the, with the Celtics. At, by the end of the season, even right before right before Jalen Brown got injured, you weren't really thinking about that with the Celtics. So, of course, you're going to think about uh, – you're going to think about um, – I have to go Denver. 
Um, the only other thing I want to say, and you know, I was y'all know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I had to respond to what was said. Oh, <laughs> Wait, no, no, you can't. We gotta save. That's gonna. That's a topic for later. We're gonna touch All on right. it. Save right. that. Wait, wait, wait. Before we switch topics, can I ask everybody that chose the Nuggets a question? Go ahead. Go ahead. Is Michael Porter Jr. enough help for Jokic? Mm, that's a good I think it. I think in this playoffs he'll show to be. I think tonight's going to be a real focal point. It's it's, uh, it's one one. I'm pretty sure it's, it's in the Blazers' house tonight, right? Tonight, right? Yes. Sure. Yeah. So it's. I feel like it's it's going to be a big game for that. I think the Blazers let got their fans back in too, and that's always a that's a rapid fan base. That's always a rocking state like rocking stadium to play in. So mm-hmm. I think Michael Porter Jr. tonight he knows like this game is is, is key. Getting that first game at, uh, away is key in the playoffs. So I think he's really going to step up to the play and give Jokic a hand. Okay. I feel like this is Michael Porter's chance, you know, definitely show his value and talent. Not that he hasn't, because obviously he was in the run-in for most improved. But, like, you know what they say, in the playoffs, that's how you really show what you can really do and how much value you are as a player. So, I mean, I I feel like MPJ could definitely get the job done. Hopefully he does. I mean, he has to, you know, if they want to advance. But moving on to the next topic. Man, the reigning champs, the L.A. Lakers. So, you know, we all could talk about game one and we could clown them because I know everyone clowned them, especially A.D. He was just like, you didn't know that was A.D. playing or that was somebody else playing, you know, dressed up as A.D. You didn't know what was going on. So, but, you know, the Lakers came back in game two, got the W, kind of silenced a lot of critics. A lot of people felt like, you know, maybe they were off the game. But I just want to ask you guys, should we be worried about LeBron, AD, and the Lakers? Do you guys think they can actually make it back to the finals? And let's say if they do, can they win a championship again? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i going to start off with Mar. Go ahead, Mar. Like, what's your thoughts on that? I know you're team Brooklyn, but you think the Lakers can come back? I think they can make the finals. Ooh. I don't think they can win the finals. Mm. I'm with them, when I say them – like them making the finals is the is the potential that they have. Like, if you if Anthony Davis goes out there and plays like Anthony Davis, if he has a, a game like DeAndre Aiden, but he, if he has thirty and fifteen, like they're unstoppable. They're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. But the way they're playing now, we should be scared of them. Like, like, like I was I was already telling people from the rip. Everybody was saying, "What if Brooklyn gets hurt? Everybody should be worried about the Lakers now because we're fine. We're cool. We're chilling." It's the Lakers that everybody needs to be worried about because I was telling people the team that the Lakers don't want to see is the Suns, and they end up seeing them in the first round. Now, game two, they fought back. They got there. But Chris Chris Paul wasn't in for, like, mostly, like, what, the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. And that would have been a totally different game if he, if he was in. But he just has bad luck by always getting injured. Man, that's one of the big things with the Suns I always worry about is what if Chris Paul just, you know, has that injury, man, then it's, it's over for the Suns in my opinion. And to be honest, that game, they could have won that game if he was playing because he's basically the Trey Young of the Hawks. Like, um, I, I, I think Chris said it earlier. He, he controls the whole game. Like, if, if the Suns if the Suns are, like, sloppy or they're not doing something well, Chris Paul's the one, you know, to bring everybody back and to regroup everybody. So he's really the floor general of the team. So even if the Suns do, do go up 2-0, I don't think it was going to be, like, a sweep or, like, go to five. I had it going to six or seven. But before the playoffs started, I was, in my opinion, I, I was saying the team to beat the Lakers is the Suns. And I, 
the Lakers are in, in trouble if Chris Paul is healthy. All right. I mean, that's, that's definitely some sound analysis. Can't disagree with that. I mean, Lodge, should we be worried for the Lakers? Are they coming back for, are they coming back for that title back-to-back or nah? I don't know about back-to-back, but they damn sure getting there. Um, and honestly, I feel like tomorrow's point about the Suns, I feel like their best bet was playing them first round anyway because that's probably they're going to be best, the best competition all, uh, all playoffs, um, to be honest with you, considering – which I believe the Clippers coming out the first round uh, or getting bumped out the first round, rather. And uh, Utah, I feel like, still is not enough for the Lakers. And I still feel like – and then what, what? Who, who would let the Lakers play anyway if they beat the Suns after this? If they beat the Suns, they play between – oh, actually, I'm not sure. If they Between Portland and Denver. Oh, okay, between Portland. Oh, yeah. So that's – yeah, so yeah, their their best bet was playing them nice and early before them young boys got real accustomed because they they already look like they 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 with it. So, which is the scary part. But I'm not necessarily worried. But I guess you should be worried about them winning back to back, so to say. But I still feel like they have a, a a decent chance. They're not favored at all, though. I'll tell you that. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, Greg. I mean, talk to me, man. Lakers. Should we be scared of them? Should we be worried for them? If they get past this first round series, I I generally just don't. There's no team that fears me against the Lakers up until the finals. So, um, like I felt like this was the best series because, like, I think um, just a veteran presence heading into this series. I just thought the veteran presence of Chris Paul. Combined with the youthful energy that uh, of an unstoppable score like a Devin Booker, with a DeAndre Ayton, with a three and D player like Ma- Mikael Bridges, like I just thought that this would be like a perfect storm of talent, you know, that checks off multiple boxes um, that we say that the Lakers have in terms of the, um, especially in terms of the leadership. Like for whatever we say about LeBron James as a leader on top of what all the other attributes that make him such a great player. Like, I think Chris Paul has the same credentials. So I just thought heading into the series before Chris Paul's, like, uh, like his shoulder stinger or whatever they want to call it, like, uh, I thought this team would, would be to have the best chance to beat the Lakers because I think um, they just have the that, – that leadership combined with all the other talent make them, like, such a huge threat. When I think about – if we run down the other teams, like, I think the – the Jazz run everything, uh, really rely on their defense and run everything through Donovan Mitchell. But I really don't feel like if they play LeBron and the Lakers, like it really wouldn't be that beast. Like uh, I'm trying to think like Jokic. Uh, I just don't think Denver, like without Jamal Murray, is a huge detriment. And I just don't think that they will be able to handle the pressure of the defense that the Lakers throw on them. You know, love Luca and everything he he's doing, but like I I don't think that they could stop LeBron and the Lakers either. And then well, who are we going? Then we get into teams like the Clippers, and you know I you know I they're down to all right now, so I'm not even going to talk about them right now until we're not going to talk about them. Save that for that's, that's yeah. Like, no, no, I'm not even going to talk about them because they they need to win a game first before they can be considered in consideration right now. So I don't know. I'm just saying like uh, I just don't like the rest of the 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 West to really be a problem for the Lakers outside of this Suns team. So, you know, 
if the Suns lose, if the Suns lose this series, then I, I'm I'm really just looking forward to the to the finals. Okay, that's pretty fair. I mean, Chris, after you heard Greg's perspective, I mean, so what do you think about that? You agree with that? You feel like he makes a lot of sense in that aspect? I mean, yeah, but you'd be lying. You say you shouldn't be worried about the Lakers. You'd be lying to yourself. Hell yeah, you should be worried about the Lakers. Bro, they were up by almost 20 points a game, too, and they won by how much? Because it was within three points at a point in the second half. Hell yeah, you should be worried about them. Because AD has <laughs> you can let him know. <laughs> Listen, man, AD has not been AD all season. And, I, and honestly, even though AD, when healthy, is unguardable, I seriously doubt he's going to be AD for the rest of this series every game. Ooh, so, that's if, your if he, slips up, if he slips up, hell yeah, he better be worried about the Lakers losing. All right, okay. Uh, you know, I think, Listen, I'm saying it right now. I don't know if it's going to be game three or four, but the Suns still in one in L.A. All right, man. Bro, I'm not going to lie. If anything, we'll go back to Phoenix too, too. It's LeBron James. It's LeBron James. I'm not even going to lie to you. Brother is like, what is he, like 45? No, he's like 45. I'm gassed. It's hyperbole. Come on, guys, please. Um, Bear with me. Uh, But the brother just is addicted, is like allergic to losing before the finals. So like he just can't do it. Like it's not in his, in his DNA. So it happened before. Huh? <laughs> it is because it happened before. I mean, I'm saying, but when was the last time it happened? Uh, a while ago, still happened. He gonna say a while ago. So LeBron, in 2018, he didn't make the playoffs, right? Yeah, he I didn't mean, make the playoffs. That I was mean, when he, he, got, he, got, he got injured. But I'm saying, anytime LeBron James has been the last, like when was the last time? LeBron James hasn't made a finals in a playoff in the and he was in the playoffs, I think was before was when he left Cleveland. Oh man. So like when he left Cleveland the first time. So like the brother is just addicted to the finals at this point. So I just it's just you always gotta be worried with whatever LeBron forget the Lakers. You just gotta be worried about whatever team LeBron is in. LeBron been consistent in the series and they've been close games. What you mean? So, what are you trying to say? He <laughs> said, "What you trying to say?" <laughs> maybe he just maybe he can't read between the lines or something. I'm it, saying, it, I'm just saying, it's close. If it's a close game and LeBron James is involved, bro, more time. He was involved. The game wasn't lost because they didn't stuck it up. Oh, I understand. I mean, I understand that, but like LeBron James also lost in the first game of his of the opening round series when he was with the Cavs to the Indiana Pacers. And he ended up winning the series, so I don't, I don't understand like what you. This is the same Bron. This is the Pacers. That Bron no more. This is not that same Bron. I understand. It's not the same Bron no more. I understand. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, bro, until the brother loses, I'm, I'm. What I'm trying to say is, until the brother loses, before the finals, I'm always going to be worried because the brother is addicted to not losing. Before right. the yeah, you should be worried about the Lakers because they might lose to the Suns. You're absolutely yeah. correct about that. I'm not saying – look, we agree with you on the LeBron thing. Our point is 
he's not that same Bron. Because if he, even if he does drop forty, you need Anthony Davis. Like he needs Anthony he's, Davis. Yes, he's got to. Like have, he needs yeah. Anthony Davis with this team. You can't lie about this. You gotta think about it too. This season was the season LeBron's been injured more than so many. Like he's never been injured multiple times in one season. So you could tell the age is finally starting to catch up with him. So yeah, he absolutely needs AD. Like, like he needs him to the like they need each other. If AD goes off, he needs LeBron to go off. And nine times out of ten, LeBron's gonna go off, but he needs Anthony Davis there. It, it, the only thing I will say is just, uh, and I'll, 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 I'll end it on this. The only thing, I, this is my last point. I think le, like LeBron James' mindset has shifted though. Like LeBron obviously has always been like a gifted passer and all that stuff, but I've noticed, especially with the Lakers. LeBron shifts his role to whatever his team needs him to be. If the team's got it going on, fine. Then, like, he's just a facilitator. And he'll just facilitate to the death until they need him. But the moment they need him to score or the moment they need him to, like, I'm saying, get a, get you a bucket. Obviously, every game is different. So y'all can, y'all, going, y'all can debate me back and forth about specific games where that didn't take place. But I'm saying in the moment of truth, more often than not, LeBron just fits the role of the team. And while it has led to like games where like it hasn't been as effective and you can't, you haven't shown me a series yet where he hasn't been able to do it since 2008. Okay. I mean, that, that, that's fair. I won't really, you know, go against that. You made some great points. I mean, Kyrie, we didn't even get to you yet, sir. Talk to me. Just last thing. What? I say this. What I disagree with him about LeBron. That's I want him to understand it. We know Bron is Bron, and Bron is going to be Bron. But Bron needs Anthony Davis to win. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm, and no one's no one's debating that. But I'm saying like, <laughs> I'm saying like it's also LeBron James, and LeBron James is all we <laughs> what we love. Not no, enough is what I'm telling you. Yo, can we just go to Kyrie? Yo, Yo, Kyrie, can we please go to B, please? Yeah, Kyrie, we swing it to you, Kyrie. <laughs> sure. Yo, I'm not even going to lie, though. Y'all all making perfect points. Y'all all are, like, pretty much making the points that, like, I, I wanted to I wanted to make. But th- there's a there's a few other things that, do, like, that does make me worry about the Lakers. Or that, that makes me worry about the Lakers. The one being... LeBron's ankle injury going into the and going into the postseason and him coming back for, from it and specifically saying he doesn't know if he's going to be 100% ever again. And then Anthony Davis obviously not recovering from the bubble all the way because he played they played to the very end. So he, he came back this season. He didn't look in shape. He didn't look like himself. And I just don't trust his consistency right now. So as a whole, when I see them come out like they did in game one, just unmotivated, just going through the motions like it, it wasn't like the Lakers that we're used to. And I and I, I just feel like that's going to become one of the new norms. And that's going to become something they revert back to just because, like, I, I don't think the team is fully locked in. So I think before it, it's, it's hard now because with the Chris Paul injury, they were playing so well before he, he had injured his shoulder late in the uh, in the in the first in the first game. But to me, that in that first game, they really showed me that they. They understood what was on the line. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2010, and the last team that they played that knocked them out was the Lakers with Kobe. So I, I think their focus is just is just different. And just that on top of AD's inconsistency and LeBron's durability, question about his durability, I just I just think there are things about this Lakers team that we got to worry about right now. We, yeah, we just can't. like. And, and I get Greg's point. Like, yeah, it was LeBron. He's made 
like 10 straight finals or something like that, something crazy. He doesn't lose in the first round. And he he, he doesn't stop fighting. And I, I really agree with the point where he said LeBron shifts his role into whatever his team needs. He's great at that. But like the point Chris and Morris saying, Anthony Davis is invaluable to his team, to this team and to their success. You can't let guys in their first playoff debut like Anthony, like the De, uh, DeAndre Ayton, just expose you like that. You just can't. You know, like, no that, that that's fair. I, I to be honest, I'm not even. I'll be honest. I'm not as concerned as about uh, Anthony Davis as I am about KCP and um and that, that was uh, my next point. Case like yeah. the role players. Yeah, the role plays like KCP and uh, I forget the, what's the name of the licensing brother that changes hair all the time. Kyle Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma. Dennis Schroeder, <laughs> Alex Caruso. They bench Montrez Harrow in the second game. Yeah, I, I'm I'm telling you, like those, but KCP in particular and Kyle Kuzma, I just feel like have not been playing. You want to talk about you want to talk about Anthony Davis? I feel like those two players haven't been playing consistently at all. Like over the past, over the course of the season, like KCP has been so inconsistent with his three point shot, and you know Kyle Kuzma for whatever he like spark energy. Like I just feel like I'm not getting it consistently from him, and especially when your two stars are injured, you need those role players to step up like they did in the bubble. And I haven't, and I just haven't seen that over the course of the season to give me confidence that I'll see in the postseason. But I think they go, we go as far as like you said, the role players take us. Like, but especially KCP because when he's hitting threes. It feels like the Lakers are unstoppable. All right. Okay. I, I wanted to make one more point, Colin. And right. I, I, I like what Greg said right there. But another thing I wanted to point out is that when the Lakers, when their role players aren't playing good, they don't make, like, good enough adjustments to me to, to get them back on track. Like, they just wait for LeBron, like, to, to be that spark plug. And you can, and I feel like against this Suns team, you really can't do that right now. The Suns, like, to me, they've been better at making adjustments so far this series. It's a small sample size. It's only been two games. But I, I, just, I just feel like the Suns have been better at making examples, especially on the offensive end where they've they gone through droughts and the Lakers' defense really gets to them. But they're able to facilitate through Chris Paul and guys like Devin Booker to, to get everybody else going, like their role players, Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, um, campaign having his, res- his resurrection. So it's like I, – I, that that's one of, that's just another main thing that, that that's worried me about this Lakers team right now. We're only in the first round. Wow, you know what? That was that was actually great. I didn't even realize that, Kyrie. That was actually a great point. But you know what? We're gonna move on to the next topic. Oh man, Greg's gonna have a field day with this one. I can already see it. We're gonna talk about the Clippers, and boy, are they a major disappointment. Like, and that's just, I, that's just really what you can sum up the Clippers right now. Even though they still have a fighting chance, obviously, it's not over until, you know, it's over. But being 0-2 and the expectations, you know, it's just it's just so disappointing. It seems like the Clippers can't get over that hump to become true contenders. And, you know, I'm going to let Greg tell me. So what do you think? Well, first of all, let's say, for instance, the Clippers do lose to the Mavericks. Hypothetically speaking, they do lose to the Mavericks. Do you think Kawhi Leonard leaves the Clippers after this and say he goes to another team like Golden State or he goes to another competitive team that would give him the best chance to win a championship? I'm going to swing it to Greg first. Um, I I go back and forth on it, to be honest, because I think the whole point of, you know, the whole saga with uh, Kawhi Leonard has really been centered – 
since his his the end of his days in the Spurs has been him trying to get back to LA. Like has been him because you know he's from the area, like he grew up there and all that stuff. Like so, I feel like for him to only spend two seasons and then dip, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if that's really it. Really like that really comes down to like what does Kawhi want at the end of the day? Because he is a two time champion. Um, but you know, for I just think that the um, so I think Kawhi's chances of re-signing with the Clippers just solely based off of the fact that like his life is here and he already's built uh he's already built like a, um like he already has a life here and all that stuff like he's a quiet dude like you know what I'm saying like I think that would that's the best chance of the clip for the Clippers of maintaining him but um if he were to go somewhere else I would I think he would go to um Golden State or um Miami um I think he would go like I think you pair you got with uh you you have that Miami Heat squad and you put Kawhi Leonard on that team and I think they're they're right back where they were last season in terms of being like the underdog grit and grind team that's going to get you to the finals and that's going to be a tough hour but they certainly wouldn't be underdogs anymore if they had Kawhi Leonard. They definitely. Well, would. I think. When you, well, uh, I mean, I I disagree only because when you have a Brooklyn Nets team, depending on how cohesive you give an, a Nets team another year to be cohesive together, I think the Nets are all. Uh, I, I, unless, and um, maybe y'all are, y'all may feel differently. I feel like the Nets are going to be the the runaway favorite. Are going to be like one of the top teams that we're considering to go to the finals next year again. Uh, because they have a year under their belt. So I just think that any team compared to the Nets are going to feel like underdogs. But, um, yeah, I think the with the, the Heat is my sleeper. I think the Heat have a really good chance because um, to get him, I think it's just mat- matching. I just really think it would be hard, like, interesting to see how low management matches with grit and grind, never take no days off Miami Heat. So I think that would be the only – reservation that Kawhi would have towards going there, but it's not like um, stars haven't succeeded in Miami. Okay. I mean, so Lodge, so basically coming up with what Greg is saying, I mean, like I said, the Clippers are definitely underperforming. You know, besides, you know, let's say hypothetically, they, they do lose to the mass. Like, so what do you think is one of the biggest issues with the Clippers that, you know, that you think you could try and explain why they're being down 0-2? Like, what do you feel like is holding them back? Do you feel like it's Kawhi Leonard not being more dominant? Paul George? Is it the is it the players? Is it the role players? Is it the head coaching? So, what do you feel like is what's holding the Clippers back from being true title contenders? So, at this point, after the year after their flop and their kind of scapegoating dot and kind of turning into switching into the Ty Lue, I. I I honestly, I'm gonna just have to blame it on PG and Kawhi because I can't even blame it on Ty Lue. But he has some, I, honestly, he plays a part because considering he was supposed to be the guy that kind of gets them straight, you know, kind of sets them straight, you know, kind of gets them kind of what they need to be doing. Because honestly, when I first heard about this duo being like put together, I felt that was going to be like the dynasty right there because that was honestly our best two way all stars. And put together on the same team, and then mind you, with the the players they had before. 
Well, I mean, I mean, in like Lou Will, Trez, and and all them. But honestly, I feel like it's just them. And for real, for real, I, I, I don't think that that can work because what I what I've honestly noticed and kind of, I guess, ignored just because of the simple fact that he was how great he how great he was was once Kawhi left San Antonio, his defense wasn't necessarily his his like his main like focal point anymore and I guess that kind of team to turns to him training with Kobe but I feel like even if he trained with Kobe and stayed in San Antonio he still would have been a crazy defender because Pop wasn't going to have that but now where he's free and on his own he can just worry about getting a bucket quote unquote doing his job and then and sit down and enjoy himself so honestly I feel like it that pertains to honestly him doing that considering what Luca's doing and he's pretty much the main reason why they're losing so you feel like Kawhi so, Leonard's gotten lazier well, not just him, but him and Paul George are, are, have been lazy on defense. And they just been kind of focusing on, oh, it's not but lazy. honestly, you can't. Wait, what? He said it's, it's not, not their defense. It's not, not a defense. defense, though. I mean, uh, I wouldn't want to play much defense either if I got to be the focal point of the offense every possession. No, for Ka- no, no, for Kawhi, I'm saying I get it, though. And I, I ain't saying I'm not saying that's like he's wrong for that. I get it. Considering what what he's been doing the past two seasons, like offensively, but at the end of the day, bro, like you can't tell me KD's about to let that sh- like he's not about to let that happen, and he, and he's not even a, technically he's not a better defender than Kawhi, but I guarantee you he's he gonna he gonna act like it. So it's just, but he's not acting like it, and neither one of them are, and that's what they were kind of known for being two way guys, not not just straight like getting buckets and and just saying screw it on the other end of the floor. That that's where they got they starting from. So it was just like to me, they haven't lived up to what we thought they were going to be. And that was playing defense as well. So I feel like that honestly is the main focal point on why they're not really working well because it's just no. And then well, you know, you have some people, you know, that are, you know, they're kind of shifting the blame to, you know, PG, you know, and him as a player overall. How much do you think he plays a part in the Clippers? You know, not being able to take that next step, Chris. I mean, he plays a major part just like Kawhi does. I mean, like um, like Lodge said, I mean, they're both at fault for this whole situation. And it's just the Clippers organization. I don't know what else to say about them. They're just more than unlucky. They're cursed. Yeah. They're basically, that they're cursed. But, yeah, with this team, I mean, a lot of stuff Lodge said I agree with. Like, per se, even though that – even though – their talent on defense alone shows that they can always make all defensive team. It's not the same aggressiveness, the same poise or precision they had in their younger days. But to but to an extent, that's kind of how a lot of star players are, or just very high volume scores in their role in your team. Because I just look at uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. They can play defense, but they don't really play defense because they're because they need to worry about trying to put seventy points on the board for their team. Bradley Beal is another example. He can play defense, but he does it because he's trying to put 40 on the post on the board for his team. That's that just start mentality based on the role you have. If you're going to be the focal point of offense almost every possession, you're not going to want to play de- tough nose defense a lot of the time. You want, you're going to want to take breaks on defense because that's what they do. So that way they have energy to keep going back, to keep going at it on offense for your team. No, that's definitely fair. I mean, I, that was definitely a great point. Something that, you know, a lot of people don't point out 
I mean, Kyrie. So, you know, basically coming off, you know, Chris's whole perspective on it. So what do you feel like for the Clippers? And obviously, if they were to lose, what do you think Kawhi Leonard goes to? And how much and who you think deserves most of the blame for, you know, the Clippers' failures, including last year and, you know, going down 0-2 as we speak? So as far as uh, as far as like the Clippers uh, losing and, and Kawhi potentially going somewhere else, I got to agree with Greg. And uh, I, I don't I just don't see Kawhi leaving the Clippers because he has a suite there, which in late insert, that's what I feel like that's pretty much what Greg was trying to say. And kind of what Elijah was attributed to it, it's sweet there. He lived in San Diego. And there was reports that he, like he'd be late to the team planes and buses all the time because he lives all the way out there. But the organizations left him, which led to chemistry issues last year, which is probably why Montrez Harold left. But that's another story. But I just feel like I don't see him going nowhere. Me and Lodge was talking. He wants him to come to New York. And he that, that was more like. See, see, wow, wow, wow. see, see, look, you just oh, throwing man. it out. You got to. No, no, no. See, no, no, no. I, you guys I said at this point, I'll take him the way <laughs> Julius was playing. That's what I said. But bro, he's not coming. He's not coming to your. No, bro. and I'm. And, and, I'm no, he, like, he's not anymore. He's not. On his destination list. Yeah, but you know what? He would at least get eaten alive out there. He wouldn't, he would he wouldn't least, survive out there. He would at least. Oh, and why wouldn't he? He would at least kick, you know, take y'all into consideration considering y'all not bums anymore. Y'all I, don't, I don't see it. You, you, yo, to play in New York, whether it's basketball, football, but you need a certain mentality. You got, you, oh, you need don't a, think Kawhi Leonard has that mentality? I don't think he has. I don't think he wants that mean. responsibility on his back. You I don't understand why more people don't go play in New York, bro. Bro, no, they no, no, bro. No, you know that's they, not that's not regular life. That's why bro, nobody bro, has I'm, the courage. Bro, I'm just nobody saying, has the courage. Bro, they want a playoff remember. game, bro. Did you see the fan? Like, bro, and the, look, hold on though. Quick, so they want a playoff point. game. They want no, a playoff yo, game. Yo, Greg, to your point, right? So peep how like how we got the reaction of winning the game. And imagine that's if what, Katie and Kyrie would have came to us. It would have been insane. Bro, it would have been Oh, God, you know what I mean? why people don't go there. Like, oh, this, like, well, okay, I, mean, I, I mean, it's the management that plays you know, a big part of it. And I understand management, but now we got different. You got different brothers that are taking the lead and taking the mantle. What is it? Worldwide West and um, Leo Rose and Leon yeah, Rose and, and, and exactly. uh, Mills. Kenny Payne. Exactly. Kenny Payne playing a good part. Exactly. So it's like, bro, it's sweet. Like you want to talk about sweet, bro? I give them a series. Bro, at this point, based off of the the lack of success that the franchise has had over the past couple of years, they'll look at me a god. Let me make it to the let me make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Lord have mercy, I'll have a statue. I mean, look, they got Julius. Listen, 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 listen. I get, I get that. I, yo, listen, I get that. But to Greg's point, bro, he's from Cali. He's from LA. Like that, that's that's where he oh, wants to get all along. Oh, that's why he yeah, I'm not talking about Kawhi. I'm talking about just in general, like why, like people don't go there, like period. I, wait, but I, I, I think Kawhi. If he leaves, he better go to Oakland. Wait, Lodge and Kyrie, hold on a second. Before we keep this going, I want to ask Mar something. I want to, I want to swing this to Mar. So, Mar, it's something that just really came across my mind. So now I was thinking about it. I'm starting to think, and, and Greg, Greg might really just be jumping for joy when I say this. I think Paul George, not to say they Kawhi Leonard and Paul George equally deserve the blame in my opinion, but I feel like maybe Paul George wasn't the second star that should have been with Kawhi Leonard. You know, maybe, it, I don't know who, 
But Kawhi Leonard has shown he doesn't need a second superstar to win a championship because he did it with the Raptors. So, but I just feel like Paul George isn't the one that should have been with Kawhi Leonard, you know? I mean, Mar, you know, when it comes to my point, like, how do you feel towards that? And what do you think about the Clippers being down 0-2? What's to blame for that? Well, I'm going to disagree with everybody when they were saying, uh, well, not everybody, I don't remember it. Everybody said it, but I hear some people saying taking time off on defense so you can play offense. I understand that point, but to a mentality, if you're the best player on your team and the best players going off on the other team, the greats, other greats, they have that mentality. I got to stop him because he's outplaying me. He's making me look better. So now if you lock in and do that, you take away his game and you're still doing your thing on the offense – your team is going to win. That's why they won in Toronto. Because to be honest, I think after he left Toronto, that's when he started taking defensive plays off. Because in Toronto, he was still making plays. He was doing everything in Toronto. That's why they won. He was rebounding. He was rebounding. He was, he, was, he was picking his spots better, and he knew how to get people involved. So, and to be honest, Paul George had 28-12 and 6 in game two. So, I mean, at that point, I just think everybody around them, they just had no help in that game. He did shoot poorly, but, I mean, like, just like Greg was saying in game one, it was, it was times he wasn't demanding the ball. I mean, the, like he says in his words, the brother had 28-12-6. So, I mean, he was trying. They had nobody out there. They have nobody. And listen, they gave they, – they, they have nobody around them. Marcus Morris or Markeith Morris. Okay, it's Marcus like they have to step up. You want to talk about role players? They they signed Luke Kennard a four years yo and didn't play a game. Or I was he doesn't, he didn't, play even play. Yeah. He didn't, didn't even play, money at him. And Ooh. at this point, they have no picks to what 2027 and it's 2027. Wow. So, they traded away any traded shy Gilles Alexander who had a fantastic season. You know, even though it was on empty stats on the, the team that's competing for the number one pick, Deshaun, I just, I just can't help but think is Paul George the one that should have been that that second star next to Kawhi Leonard? I just can't. So, help. Here's my like you were saying, Colin. Kawhi doesn't need a second star. What Kawhi needs is a point guard to win. When he has a point guard, he doesn't have to do everything. He can just score and play defense. When he has to play, making get other people involved, that's where. Things start to go downhill from for him. But my so, thing is, I think they just got Rondo. I was thinking the same thing, but they just got Rondo, who in the playoffs, you know, literally last season was, you know, picked his spots and literally was helping the team. And mind you, this series, I don't think the series is over. Uh, like, and for all this smack talking, all that stuff, like, I Rondo think Pat Bev got to go. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, but, yeah, I, I just don't see his usefulness. Oh, Bev, out, just like Russell said, he just be out there doing anything, yo. <laughs> He really just be out there doing anything. I just, I just don't get it. What I, I wanted to respond to what Kyrie said earlier because Kyrie made the point that like, um, it met, led to chemistry issues last year because like you know, uh, Kawhi the Kawhi Leonard like lived in San Diego was missing the team plan and that's true. I mean, I think the 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 thing about the plane stuff was true and all that stuff, but I thought the more what I was reading was that more contention. It wasn't even it wasn't Kawhi and what he was doing, you know what I'm saying? Like not necessarily like practicing as hard and all that stuff. It was that Paul George was getting Kawhi Leonard treatment 
without the amount of Kawhi Leonard accolades. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which, I heard about oh, that too. Exactly. Which, yeah. and, and that's not fair because Paul George which, is so when you have a brother like Montrez Harold who wears his heart on his sleeve, you know he and and, and um Lou Williams didn't get a, a got a I felt like got an unfair rap last year and they blamed the chemistry issues on Montrez because Montrez was trying to hold the team to a higher standard, especially a brother, especially brothers. You know what I'm saying like Kawhi Leonard, you get it. You know what I'm saying two-time champion. You know what I'm saying defensive player of the year, but it's like. That was also a point of contention that people didn't feel like Paul George deserved Kawhi Leonard's privileges, and, Which is he true. Felt, and he was acting like he did. He was getting. Yeah, Paul George is, hasn't done anything in the playoffs that could amount to what Kawhi Leonard's done in the playoffs, which is absolutely true. I don't think Paul George is superstar treatment. I don't know. I mean, you guys, you some of you guys say Paul George is a superstar. I call him a regular season player. He puts up regular season, you know, All Star stats. And then when it comes to the playoffs, he's kind of like, you know, it's like, you know, it's just like 50 50. You don't know what you're getting out of him. So, like, and, I, and I'm not even going to talk, I'm not even going to go on a tangent because, you know, y'all know I can go tangent about Paul George. I'm not even going to talk about this season. I'm not even going to talk about how he's playing because, honestly, I think offensively, we all know he could be playing better defensively, but offensively, I'm not going to lie. It's been all right. Like, he hasn't been, he hasn't been terrible. So, I'm not even going to go off on him right now. But I think historically, like, I don't think he, I don't, I think, Paul George has shown me more that he needs to be, like he can't be even be a number two. He needs to be a number three on the team. Mm. Uh. Chris. And, and like I'm respectfully. Chris. Chris. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say respectfully at the end of the day? <laughs> <laughs> I you, did. Whoa, 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 whoa. Respectfully, disrespectfully. Third option. That's how they do in New York. Paul George is the third option. Oh man, I, I, I don't know how I feel about that one, man. You know, I mean, yeah, you know. Wait, I was... wait, 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 Bro, wait, I, bro, wow, last, bro. yo, bro. Hey, he just hey, Brooklyn. I didn't hear that. Y'all didn't hear that. Now, please, yo, bro, it's over, bro. That's the, bro, that's the episode. Bro. Bro. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm telling you, a third oh. option. No, I don't want to hear your explanation, Colin. What's the last topic, please? All right. <laughs> bro, I don't want to hear the explanation, bro. I don't know, Chris. Let it go, bro. It's cool. I can't let that go. Yo, I know, but third. you just got to. Greg, I want to. All right, Greg, who's the second option if you put in Paul George as the third option? Then? What are no, you no, saying? I'm putting Chris Middleton. I'm not saying no, no, Chris Middleton. Yeah, I'm saying. I'm saying moving forward for the rest of Paul George's career, I don't think he should be the second option on the team. Oh, oh my what? God. I think he should be a Yo, that's amazing. Yeah, we, 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 we got to get to that last topic. Okay, we got to get You're a hater after that one. You're <laughs> a hater. <laughs> He's drunk. He's drunk. All right, that's topic. <laughs> so that's probably, we're gonna uh, we're, we're gonna make I would just say I'm, I meant on a championship team like if you try if you think it's, 
Yes. Bro, it, bro, bro, regardless. No, bro, he's else. not a third option is the point. If you try and throw him oh, okay. on the Sacramento Kings, he can be the first option. If you try and throw him on – but if you try and throw him on the Lakers, he's a third option. If you try and replace one of the people on – No, on, you get two superstars with him. That's why he's a third option. I mean, yeah, it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. No, 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 I'm saying – I'm saying if you if you put him in with the Nets, the like, and you took out one of no, the stars, he's the third option. If you take so him, hold on, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. So you put him on Denver, he a third option. If you put him on Denver, is he the third option? I feel yeah. like I personally think oh. he should. All right, listen, hold on, hold on. Put him on Philly. I think is he the third option on the Nuggets? Yo, on nugget, you please answer on... this right. No, 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 no. Answer Philly. No, no, no. Answer Philly. Go ahead, Mark. Please answer this <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Please. If you put please. him on the Sixers, is he the third option? But if you put him on Philly, yeah. is he the third option? Hold on. Stop. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Philly one. Philly. Philly. Hold on. Hold on. Stop. Philly's a different story, though. Hit like no, that. No, 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 no. That's the question. Is Philly not a championship team? But yeah, you, he's not. You know, but you know, but you know, but you know, but you know, you know, but you know, but you know, but you know, but you know, you know, know, you know, but 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 you I said Chris Middleton is more comparable to Paul George based off of his play than Dude. you're giving credit for. That, I didn't say Chris is over is over Paul George. You okay. can check that. Bro, wait, you what? Over him. But I just want to figure – so I just want to know Paul – okay, so you said no, for the remainder no, – no, 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 no. He just tried to cover up his tracks. Paul That's George. Right. He didn't say that. Wait, Greg, so who would be – so Greg, so Paul George and the Warriors, he's the third option too? Yeah. You tripping, yeah. <laughs> no way, Greg. One more, Greg. One are more. About, are we talking about with a healthy Clay Thompson? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Third option. Oh, yeah. No, no, bro. Yo, what? Yo, no, I don't want to hear. No, just move on. Last topic. Right. Right. Just wrap it up. Yeah, he's wallet, yo. <laughs> All right, last topic. Then he had to, yo. Oh my god. Last topic. I can't believe it. Last topic. All right. The first round start. You know, the first round is still going right now. Uh, you know, in the NBA, it's real competitive. So we're going to start off with the Easter Conference. We're going to have our only first round predictions. And we're going to pick, you know, we're going to each choose, you know, which which team will come out and make it to the second round survive. So I'm going to start off with the Easter Conference first since we're all, you know, on the East Coast. So the Sixers, the best team in the East, respectfully. Uh Versus Yo, the you go There's nothing right, about saying respectfully that makes it respectful. Okay. All right. So the Sixers and Wizards, who you have coming out of that matchup going to the second round? I mean, it's blatantly obvious. I don't think anyone needs to answer that. Anyone feel bold enough to make call an upset here? Anyone calling an upset? No, I got Sixers 4-0. Four oh. I feel like the Wizards might just sneak a win, honestly. Yeah, four oh. Saying that six is five. Y'all do, y'all Well, Mar, listen, Mar, calm down, buddy. Calm down. No, you calm down. You're giving them a game. <laughs> All right, listen. So the, the Knicks and Hawks. Wow, this is this is tough, man. I mean, listen. Who do you have coming up? 
how do you, who do you have coming out? Uh, you know, of that round. I mean, I want to start off with the Knicks fans first. I want to start off with Lodge and Kyrie. You guys, you know, who you think comes out of that round? Who are you guys going? I, I got my I got my boys in seven. Oh yeah. All right. I got seven. my boys in seven. 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 Okay. Two. All right. Knicks. I mean Chris. Who you rocking with, Chris? Knicks and six. Knicks and six. I like the confidence. Hey yo, Chris. Hey yo, see, yo, see, this is like this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Mar, Mar, Mar. Who you rocking with? Wait, Mar, who you rocking with? Knicks or Hawks? Who you rocking with? I really want the Knicks to win. Mm. And, and, and how many games? Six or seven games? Seven. Seven. All right, Knicks and seven. I, so far, Knicks, Knicks, Knicks. I'm rocking with the Knicks. I want to see the Knicks prosper. Greg, who we talking? Knicks or Hawks? Uh, I'm going I'm going with the Knicks, too. I, I just really want them to get the series. I say Knicks and seven. Okay, Knicks and seven. All right, then. So, you know, the Sixers and the Knicks, they meet in the second round. So we got the Bucks and Heat. Who we have? I mean, so far we see the results so far. So I mean, I mean, Greg, no. what'd you say, yeah. Greg? No, you, no, Greg, go ahead. Ah, right, Greg, Greg. I mean, the, the Bucks and Heat. Who you have coming out of that series? Uh, I'm going Bucks and six. Bucks and six. Bucks and six. Yeah. Bucks and six. All right, Mar. Bucks and six, seven. Bucks and four. Bucks and. Four, not not a win, bro, bro. bro, bro it's, looking dark. It, bro. it's not. It's stop, not the same. It's not the same as last it. year, bro. It's not the same stop as last year. I mean, I don't underestimate. Like you don't know what could happen, man. It's like, it's, no, I, I do know. I'm listen. They're <laughs> yeah, up right now about twelve. Twenty-seven threes again for the third time. Oh they're man, up right now about twelve, and Chris Middleton only has four. So imagine, so imagine what he gets going. <laughs> oh, Greg, your man Chris Middleton's a no show. What's going on? You said what? I said your man Kate, you know, Chris Middleton. What's going on with him? I mean, I'm gonna show you about 12. I mean, he had a game winner in game one, so I'm gonna try to hear that. Yeah, he, oh, he, he, <laughs> playing perfect right now. All right, Kyrie. All right, listen. I, who I you got want? uh I got the Bucks in five. I get the Heat one game. They That's might, what they I'm might saying. I'm, I'm gonna give them one game. I didn't. I'm gonna give them one. They're being nice. Uh, I'm being nice. I, 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 I'm being, I'm being very generous. Yeah, but like, oh, I, I, I can see the, I can see them squeaking out one game over the Wizards, squeaking out one game over Philly. That's what I'm saying. I just don't want to. Like, I just, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna. I don't see it. You don't see it. The right. Heat don't have the distinct. I don't see it. You know, Yo, Tyler Hero is Tyler Nero, bro. He means he's dead, bro. They ain't none of that nah, from last year. with it, bro. I mean, they only play. They, him they're not like, playing him though. Yeah, they're Tyler, not playing for him. good reason. For good Tyler role. Nero, lies. He said bro, Tyler Nero. You know why though? Because he's just not the same, bro. He got humbled. That sophomore season humbled his ass, bro. I'm telling you, Tyler Nero. <laughs> All right, Tyler Nero. Okay, Chris, Bucks Heat. Who you got, man? Yeah, I, I gotta go with Mar. It's against it's a sweet. Oh man! I, all right, listen. I know I don't know about the underdog team, but the he had this in the story last year. It's not like a back to reality. Ooh, okay. All right, so we go to the last matchup in the East: the Nets and Celtics. I mean, oh, I don't see anyone calling the upset the here, but if anyone feels brave enough to call an upset, please go ahead. Speak. No, bring them brooms out. So this is the only one we're all gonna you know unanimously decide to sweep. All right. All right, sweeping in. 
All right, so we go to the Western Conference now. We go to the West. Utah Jazz versus Memphis. Who you have winning coming out of that one? Lodge, who you think wins? How many games? Uh, I got Utah in six. Utah in six, okay. No, you know what? No, no, no. Uh, yeah, six. Yeah, six. Yeah, six. Oh, and, all right, six. Chris, who you, who you, who you rocking with? I'm not going with Utah in seven. Wait, didn't hear me. Sure, uh, somebody, somebody called up. Uh, uh, I got, I got, I got, I got Jazz in seven. Jazz, yeah, yeah, all right. So I'm gonna be real. All right, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I got, uh, I got Jazz in five. I don't think yeah. he's. I, don't, I, I, I wanted to say five, but nah, six. Bro. I, I, I'm Jamar like, Waller. No, he had, and he has been Waller, bro. But he dropped forty-seven and he lost by twelve. Uh, well, I mean, hey, man, you and, know, and they led. They pretty much led for most of that game. Jazz and five. Jazz, jazz. and f- all right. So all right, Jazz. Okay, we got. Whew, this one's gonna be controversial. We got the Clippers and Mavs. Yeah, this one right here, like I said, man, it caused a lot of panic within the Clippers community. So I, listen, I want to start off with Greg first. Greg, who you see comes out of that matchup? The Clippers and Mavs. How many games? I say Mavs, uh, game seven. Mavs, game seven. Okay. Kyrie, talk to me. Clippers and Mavs, how many games? I got the um, I got the Mavs in six. I want to say five, but uh, nah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with six. Mavs and uh, six. Mavs and six. Not a Clipper fan. Okay. Uh, Lodge, talk to me, man. I got Mavs in six. Woof! Really? Three at all? They're going to split at home in, in Dallas. Okay. I mean, Mar, Mavs and Clippers. Who? How many How many games? Four. Oh, you, hey, yo. <laughs> yo, <laughs> Mar. Yo, listen. listen. Nah, he's right. No hope. Hey, no hope in them boys. Wait a no, minute, Mar. It's not yeah. that. It's not Mar that. Hey, calm down, buddy. Calm down. Calm no, listen, down. listen. It's not I don't have no hope. It's just. Whoa. It's they said sweep. I, I can't imagine Clippers getting swept. I, I I just don't see that. I think I think it's no. just Luka. Bro, they can't stop Luca. Bro, it's a cheat hey, They can't crack that. And then, and then on top of talk, on top of Lucas snapping, you got Tim Hardaway Jr. dropping twenty eight, and then mm. they couldn't stop Christoph Porzingis. Then, All right, and, and what, what pissed me off about them, bro, was the uh, Zubac. Their center, they, he played well <laughs> all season long. He played so solid all season long, and he's been getting outplayed by Maxi Kleber. Max. <laughs> All right, Chris. Talk to me, man. Everyone's against the Clippers. Are, are you going to be the one that shines out against? Mads and five, boy. Mads and five, boy. All right, all right, all right. Okay. No hope for the Clippers. Oof. Bro, what can you do with Luka Doncic? Like, that's bad. That's really it's bad. just Luka. Like, they didn't, like, yo, like, if they didn't have Luka, then yeah. But it's just like, Oof. what can you do? You can't do anything with them. Yo, I feel so, like the same way they felt about Bird in the 80s is how we feel about Luka right now. Like, <laughs> than four. Like, well, I, I mean, Mara, different Mara, right now. Mara, I just feel like your prediction is just so, so, so wild. Listen, they won two, 
they they just won two. All they got to do is win two more. And this man is a walking thirty. <laughs> walking thirty. He's yeah. a walking thirty. Thirty clip. Thirty clip. With like twelve dimes. The thing I will say about what Mar said is that. We also have to take into consideration they won the first two games on the road. They got the next two games at home. Ooh. Lord have mercy. Ooh. Man, they yo, if the Clippers got swept, Quilin is definitely leaving. All right. All right, we go to the next matchup, the Nuggets and Portland Trailblazers. So a lot of you guys witnessed, you know, Dame Dollars going off, Dame Dollars, but that still wasn't enough. So how you guys feeling now? Nuggets and the Portland Trailblazers. Who you got winning how many games? I'm going to start off with Lodge on this one. How many games between the Portland Trailblazers and the Nuggets, Lodge? Who you think wins? This this series is definitely going. No, no. I mean, yeah, this one's conflicting. I know, I know it's conflicting. So I'm a, I'm gonna go. Oh, I don't really don't want to do this. Oh, I put you on the spot. I got I got, I got Denver in seven. I got Denver in seven. Denver in seven. Okay, you know, <laughs> I respect it. Yeah. I respect it. <laughs> Chris, who you rocking with, Chris? It's like you had to. Oh, oh, that's right. Yoke is the well, he hasn't been officially crowned there, but I think we all know he's winning MVP. MVP. It might might take seven because they go snap two more games, at least two more games a series. So it might go seven, but I'm rocking with Yoke and the Nuggets. All right, Denver is seven. All right, two for oh. Kyrie, talk to me. You got Nuggets. This is probably one of the hardest ones, bro, for real. Yeah, I, I, I got to go uh, – I, I got to stick with Portland and seven. Mm. You know, I'm rocking with Portland too, man. I feel like Portland and seven. I feel like Who? Portland and seven, sir. <laughs> wait, Mar. That thing with Dame Dollar on it. Yes. Wait, Mar, Mar. Port, Portland and the Nuggets. Wait, Chris. Hold on, Chris. Portland and Nuggets. How many games? Who do you think comes out? Denver and seven. Denver and seven. All right, all right. Greg, talk to me, man. Talk to me, Greg. Sorry, I thought I was on media. I really want to go Portland. Yeah, go ahead. Go to Portland, bro. But but Yusuf Nurkic is getting on my damn nerves. Yo, he's got to step it up. Bro. He's getting baked by Jokic. Bro, Yusuf Nurkic. Could damn near come out here and get you 25 if you need to. And then the next day, day the brother will get you like three points. It's like you should. Frustrating. He is, he's, right. he's kind of like That's that. Why Denver traded him? It's sad because he lost his starting spot to, to, to Jokic while he was out there in Denver. He lost his starting right. spot. For the better center, bro. That, that, right about that. that just sounds like more motivation for me. For yeah, him to it should be more motivation. Exactly. Like, yo, I'm, I'm agree with you. Yo, like he. I just, I just I'm don't, just I don't so get good. it. So I want to say Portland, but Portland needs Yusuf to step up. But I just, I'm not confident that Yusuf is gonna step up four games out of the out of the sorry, so we, no three games. Out of the five that remain, so I'm going with Nuggets and seven. Okay, Nuggets and seven. All right, all right. So it's just me and Kyrie. We gonna hold it down. We gonna stand against the. Uh, we gonna beat the odds. We got sure. It. All right. So now we got the last matchup and the, the most critically important matchup that could possibly determine the whole who comes out the West and goes to the final. You got the Suns and Lakers. 
I mean, Mar, talk to me. Who wins this matchup and how many games, Mar? Talk to me. I want to take Phoenix. But I want to take Phoenix so bad. I want to take <laughs> Phoenix seven. I really do. I really, really do. I'm going to take Phoenix. Well, if it goes seven, they'll be playing in Phoenix. Yeah, I'm going to take Phoenix. I really want to take Phoenix, but I'm not going to. I just can't count out LeBron James. Like, uh, if it goes to a seventh game, like, LeBron oh, you James. King, you want to see King James. Oof. I'd be a fool not to take the Lakers in seven if it went to seven. So, I'm going to just say Lakers in seven. All right, all right. Kyrie, talk to me. I'm divided, I'm, I'm divided between this one, too. But given, given Chris Paul comes back healthy and effective, I got the Suns in six. Whoa. Yo, see, yeah, I'm, <laughs> that was crazy. Hey. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all thought my Mavs and four was crazy. <laughs> no, that's crazy. That's crazy, though. That was absolutely, yo. that's still yo. the crazy. Y'all thought, yo, sweet. That wasn't, he said LeBron's going to lose in six. That's not as bad, that's not as bad as my Mavs and four. That is crazy. <laughs> Everybody that is crazy. Five. I'm that's standing by. Oh, me and Brian ain't gonna win them, but he gonna win one more game, huh? That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I ain't never seen. You only got Brian winning one more, and they go back to LA. Oh my. Oh, I'm standing by. All right, I respect it, cousin. I respect it. Listen, Lodge, talk to me. Yeah. Suns and Lakers. Who you got? Who? How many games? If Chris Paul don't come back healthy, I got Lakers at five. But if he do, I, I'm gonna just give it a little dinner at six. That's it. No. <laughs> So it don't matter. It's just like, all right, okay, okay. All right. All right. So, Chris, last but not least, my man, Suns and Lakers, how many games we talking? Um, if Chris Paul's healthy, Lakers are seven. If Chris Paul isn't healthy, <laughs> Lakers are five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. Bro, come on now. It's the NBA. What would what, what it look like, Brown, leaving up first round? I don't even stop. I mean, uh, let's just say how listen, man. Like, we, I mean, no, it's it's Anything's possible, like Kevin Garnett said. Right, anything right. But with Braun, with Braun, anything is possible. Oh, He's coming out the first round. <laughs> what? Oh, that's a great counter, though. I ain't going to hold you, Lodge. That was a great counter. Listen, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I'm, I'm just really. Given the reasons I said before, I'm just really confident in the Suns right now. I, I like I, I don't know why. Like, you I just, just like, you like just, I just no, like that's because you like you just like they squad. That's cool. You can like them after they lose. That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, because I like them. I like I'm, I, I like them. Like, yeah, really the yo, they the second. You're honest. They're the second best. But it's just the bro, like yeah, this case. Come on now, he's Louise. All right, bro, bro. All I'm all I'm gonna say is, given the reasons I said to be worried about the Lakers, that that was mainly because of the Suns. The way the what I'm seeing against the Suns right now. No, as you you should be worried about the Lakers because I agree with you, but I can't bet against Brian in the first round. I, I just can't do that. Like I said, I, and like I said, if they lose, it's going to be AD. It's going to be AD's fault. But I can't go just go against Brian though because I can't see AD not stepping up. And yeah, that's the main. That's the that's the main reason for me is Anthony Davis for real, for real. So you feel like he's not going? I mean, listen, my guy from I, I don't, I, I, like yeah, the little thirty-four, the thirty-four point explosion was cute and all, but like I don't see him doing that for the remainder of this series. But the Ray DeAndre Ayton is coming for him. Oh yeah, and, and Montrez Harold, Frank Vogel didn't play him last game, so mm. that's just enough. That's just another body down low that's not that's not there to back him up. All right, and you got to rely on Mark Gasol, who stays by the three point line. He runs between half court all game. Mark Gasol, thirty seven, ain't he? You like 37, 36? Yeah. Something like that. He's 36. He's 36, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. But that concludes episode 40 of the Restricted Zone podcast. Thanks a lot to everyone that was tuning in and stick with us for this very great long episode. We definitely enjoyed having this conversation, and hopefully you guys enjoyed having this conversation. I want to thank my fellow co-hosts, Greg Lodge and Chris, Jamar, and Kyrie. Appreciate every single one of you guys, man, for coming on and making this lively, man. Appreciate it. And definitely, you can follow us on Instagram at RestrictedZonePod. You can follow us, each and every single one of us individually. It'll be in the description and under the Instagram caption. So definitely follow follow us. You know, DM us, ask us, you know, topics that you feel like we should cover and we'll definitely get to it. And definitely tune in to us on Apple, Spotify, and et cetera. We're on all streaming platforms. So you can listen to us, whether you're Android, iPhone, et cetera. So thanks again for tuning in. And we're going to be consistent. We appreciate every single one of you guys tuning in. Thank you.